My clitoris is very dainty. Stoning. Hello, listeners. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Good morning, other countries, too. Yes, other countries as well. This is an international. Uh, it could be intergalactic, I suppose. Yeah. Planetary, anyway. You know, I just want to tell the listeners real quick before I forget, because I will. Uh, we realize that, you know, this is a show called Dabs and Coffee. It would have made sense to do a 420 episode, but, <laughs> you know, we're, we were celebrating 420 so hard that we, we couldn't do a show. And plus, this is episode 21, and we just thought, hell, let's make it align with the date. We're doing... We're doing the show on 421, and it's episode 21 of Dabs and Coffee, so it all works out. Yeah, I know. It would have been nice if we did the 20th episode on 420, but, uh, you know, we're stoners, too. And, yeah, we were celebrating. I mean, you know, the whole premise of the show is it is cannabis anyway. Uh, and, you know, we live in Colorado, and to be honest, every day is 420, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So how did you celebrate? <laughs> All right. Walk you through my day yesterday. Uh, well, so I, I, I've been talking to, I, I, I applied for this, uh, this ad. They needed an actor for a show. It's a YouTube show. And I'm, uh, I had to sign paperwork saying I wouldn't say who it was because uh, these bounty hunting shows are supposed to be real. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, apparently uh, it's not all real, um, but these guys were actually legit bounty hunters and they, uh, um, in between catching real criminals, they need other, they need to hire actors to fill time. <laughs> so, so some of what you see on those shows is uh, completely fake. I, I found out. But anyway, so I applied for this ad. Um, they were contacting me a little bit here or there. And I really didn't give much effort into it originally because I was looking for a job and I had an interview last week and they had contacted me, wanting me to call back. They wanted me to film a two-minute video why they should pick me to uh, act as a, uh, a fugitive, you know? <laughs> uh, I want to see that video. Yeah, I'll let you know. It, it should be up in three days. Uh, yeah, but you're not supposed to know it's me, you know? And uh, I can't, we can't post it to the, the website or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... We'll put out. We'll put a different face on you. Yeah, blur it out <laughs> or deep fake. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the producer called me a few times and I didn't answer. Then I picked up one day, and it was a producer from L.A. that I first talked to, and he was your very typical uh, producer. But the second guy. Uh, <laughs> based in Denver and they were really pushing to try to take a battering ram and break down the doors and stuff because it made for good TV and uh, 
I was like, I don't own this house. <laughs> uh, they're like, well, we can pay you for the door. You know, we'll give you money to go fix it. And then I'm like, but I have to be the one fixing it, or I have to be the one finding someone to fix it. And uh, so we, we scheduled to shoot on Monday, 420. And I was kind of like kicking around ideas with the producers. Like, we could make it like 420, like very marijuana related. But, you know, I don't really have that many like smoking apparatuses or anything. Or I don't have like beads hanging from the doors or anything. So, uh, or like dreadlocks and shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so the guy scheduled, it was supposed to be from two to four. And then he called the day before and he's like, can we push it to five to seven? And I was like, sure. Well, yesterday I didn't really get that high because I was waiting around to film this show and I didn't want to be all stony baloney, you know? Um, and uh, so I waited around and the producer was late. I'm, I'm thinking about legally changing my name to stony baloney. Stony Baloney. Stony yeah. Baloney. Yeah, that's my rapper name. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna act like it's my my birth name and act offended when people ask if like that's a joke. I'm I'm gonna make a face and be like it's a, <laughs> it's Italian. <laughs> it's Stone Balona. Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? Good day. <laughs> I bid you go day. <laughs> so the producer was late and I called him and I was like, dude, you know, and he had called me earlier that day to confirm that the time was five o'clock that we were meeting. Was he all coked out of his head? Sorry, babe. DJ, babe. Sorry, babe. <laughs> he, right he, uh, you know, I think he was a stoner, dude. Did he pull up in a Beamer and he was like getting blown by two chicks at the same time? Or at least you thought they were chicks, but he didn't care because he was coked out of his head by that point. He was actually a young cat. See, the producer I talked to in L.A., I got that sense of was, you know, cocaine hookers. This guy, he pulled up in a Subaru with his camera guy. And uh, yeah, uh, he was I think he was stoned because, yeah, they were late. And I almost didn't do the show. I almost canceled because I was like, this is unprofessional, man. I've been waiting around all day to do this. You know, I'm a little anxious about it. Uh, and I didn't make as much money as I wanted to. But and uh, I got I, I'm jumping ahead of myself. So retract. Um, my roommate was home and he wanted to be a part of it. So they got him in on it and he was just trying to keep them out of the house and he had to act and like, it was like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know where Doug is, you know, like we had different names. Um, and uh, yeah. So like he had to like kind of delay them. And then I, I hid in basically the crawl space and uh, the producer, he didn't have a script. He didn't try to get me in character or anything. So this guy sucks. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we're not professional podcasters, but you know, I think uh, we have a fucking script. We have a script, <laughs> you know, or like you, I you, think you know, just really mean. This is professional acting here, people. Like, I come on the show and act like a prick. I'm not like this. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought it was just going to be more involved and there's going to be more to it, uh, which was also just kind of surprising. Um, so, yeah. So, they had... So, my roommate delayed them, tried to keep like keep them out of the house, da 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 And they got in and they, like, took their whole camera crew and they, like, searched around the bedrooms and opened the closets, like, looking for me. Uh, I guess when they went into my room because I had guitars they were like these guitars are probably stolen <laughs> and uh, they couldn't find me for a while because I hid in the crawl space you probably got radon poisoning oh I hope not well thanks Tony <laughs> I was really worried about spiders well um, you probably got fucking COVID from being around them and then you got radon on top of it and you probably got bit by a spider so hopefully whatever they paid you is going to cover that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did they really tease you? Yeah, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. Fucking hell. Jesus. Okay. And, of course, well, before before it all happened, you know, we walked through, like, all right, so it was I got paid $400 after it was all said and done. Part of that $400 was I had to be tased. Uh, and my roommate got paid, like, 200 <laughs> <laughs> but it was more of the experience than, uh, you know, whatever. It was like extra money, you know. And it was all tax-free, just cash, straight cash. Uh, anyway, so I hid in the crawl space. I had a broken shovel, and I hid in the crawl space, and then they found me, but when I came out, and I was like a madman, I'm yelling at them, like, get the fuck away. <laughs> you know, swinging the shovel around. And, uh, yeah, I just acted like I was on, like, PCP or something. But I wasn't. Dynamite! And, uh, so I, I swung the fucking shovel around. Like, get the fuck back. They're like, drop your shovels. Like, drop your tasers. You know, because they had their tasers drawn. And then, like, part of me was sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this is just going on. We're just going back and forth. They're telling me to drop the shovel. I'm telling them to drop the tasers. Nothing's happening. I was like, I hope these guys tase me soon because I'm not a good actor. I need to just get this over with, you know? So then, boom, I got tased. <laughs> and, I'm not uh, a good I actor. Got... I just need to get this over with. That sounds like a lot of sexual experiences. <laughs> Uh, if only you were joking. <laughs> oh, I've, run, but, I've uh, run through my Rolodex of women I've been with in life. This I can't keep thinking. Just get it over with. Just get it over with. <laughs> I mean, she's thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you know they shot me with a taser. It, it it it's the taser guns, not the ones that. Or like attached to a baton or whatever. Um, it so it shot two prongs out. Luckily, I only got hit with one prong, and that was on my upper right peck. And since it was, you know, a TV show or a, a YouTube show or whatever, uh, you know, I, I talked to them. I was like, so like when I get tased, like they're not gonna, you know, fully force it like they would if I was like a true fugitive yeah uh so they only gave me like a a little zap but it was enough to put me on my ass 
And um, my roommate said I, I kind of laughed when it happened. You know? And then I got handcuffed. But the thing that sucked was, you know, they were bringing me out to their police car. And um, they never took the prong out um, from the uh, taser. So I just had this fucking prong in me. And it had it still had the wire attached to it. So, like, they're bringing me to the cop car, but they're also kind of yanking a little bit on the, the wiring. Yeah. And that's it sucks, dude. The, uh, the prong was actually worse than the shock because it's like a little harpoon and it goes right into you and then it sticks in you. And you can't, it's hard to pull out. It hurts to pull out. Kind of like that's a That's disgusting, book. man. Fuck that. What do they reuse uh, that thing or do they throw it away? No, it's like uh they throw it away. I actually they gave me the uh the cartridge. Okay. Um it doesn't have the prongs, it's just like the little pack. Uh, I was like, I'll keep that as a souvenir, sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, it it was fun. It, it was just you know, I was on like cloud nine after well, I was on a lot of adrenaline. Right. Um y'all we had the you know, that was one take because yeah, it's you know they wanted to look live, you know. Uh, so it took one take, and I asked the guy, or the producer told me the day before. He's like, "Yeah, so we had to retake. Um, they they had to have a redo, a reshoot of one of the episodes, and the guy had already gotten tased, and then he had to get tased twice. And I was like, "Fuck that! I am not getting tased twice. We're doing this one fucking time. We're gonna get it right, and boom." That's what I said when I did the uh, the combination hot dog eating contest porno. I said we're doing this <laughs> one take, and we did. Yeah, and let it be known: it had had I had I been a fugitive and I needed to run, the one bounty hunter, yeah, he was a tall guy, but he was he was pretty overweight. The other guy was like shorter than me, and. I think I'm a little bigger built than him. And I think I would have just gone mad and I would have taken off, you know, I would have jumped the fence. I could have gotten away. You're right? pissed off because of your portrayal. Just so you're telling people, just so you know, I don't even know what I did. They said it was a failure to appear, but I don't know what I initially did to get that. See, I would have liked to been a character and I thought about doing an accent, you know, <laughs> Good old southern color. I didn't do nothing wrong, officer. You should you should have tried Australian. Should have tried to go go for it. Good day, oh. mates. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cook me like one of your bobbies. <laughs> I think I did get out one of the uh don't tase me, bros. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um when I was being handcuffed, I was like, fucking pigs, you know, <laughs> fucking blueberries. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. But that's that's my story. Then I got high after that because I didn't really smoke much on 420 because I had a, a gig. But it was worth it. I would suggest if you ever have the chance to portray a criminal on a pseudo real reality cop type of show uh do it 
I'd do it. I can't get tased though. I can't. I, yeah. That, that would probably set off a seizure. But um, I can. I mean, I'm in shape. I can run around and shit. Well, they do say, um, like when I signed the waiver, it was like there is a risk of going into cardiac arrest from being tased. Yeah, so I was definitely yeah, worried. No, about I wouldn't. I couldn't risk that. Um, I guess I'm just a whore. What I do for money, you know. Actually, that rolls into <laughs> my movie review. Oh. <laughs> Being a whore, um, <laughs> sort of. Actually, not at all. Just kind of. Um, okay, so check it out. I. <clears throat> when I was coming up with stuff to write for the blog and I didn't know if we were going to do uh, anything yesterday, just coming up for material. I saw there was an, uh, a movie out called potluck and I saw that it was available on hoopla, which is if you have a library card, um, mm-hmm. I think if you, I think all you need is a library card and you can watch hoopla um, and on voodoo, but I don't know if you have to pay for that and some other ones. And it had a subtitle, uh, but it was something Colorado. So it was, it was primarily here. Let me, sorry. I'm real time here. Um, 2020 movie. I didn't realize it until it started that it is, Narrated by Robin Quivers, who is Howard Stern's sidekick. I have big pendulous breasts. And oh, I didn't. That's cool. I didn't know. I don't know. If, I haven't really paid attention to Stern in a while. I didn't know if uh, Robin was a CBD user. If she was using weed. Um, I think she's had cancer in recent years but i might just be talking out of my ass because i haven't really paid attention in a few years but i don't know why i can't find oh when i type in potluck film 2020 i need a cock um oh okay four inches is fine sorry this is uh, okay. Okay, now you can do me. <laughs> what is this movie called? Well, it had a damn. Uh, the 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 subtitle was. It's called Pot Luck. It's two words. It's a twenty twenty documentary. Um, the synopsis is the war on drugs has failed. Is legalization of cannabis the answer? Pot luck takes a trip across pioneering state Colorado five years after full legalization to see how it's all playing out and what this blazed new world looks like. Blazed new world looks like stupid. Um, okay, so I didn't realize that the documentary... <laughs> I like blazed new world. The documentary takes place in 2017. Because recreational became legal in 2012. So maybe that would explain why there were some discrepancies. And like they were talking about the, the badges and they were, there was still key badge and um, uh, 
What was the other? Uh, support. Support. And now it's all just one. It's all just employee. And yeah, it, that's really new. That that's really I'll... new. And then, um, does, have you noticed? Does does this? Have you still run into this, or am I just always wrong? That every place that I have ever been, and everybody I've ever talked to, every place that I've ever worked in, I have never encountered anywhere that there's actually a fucking difference between medical and recreational. It's all the same. But in this movie, somebody was talking about how, well, if you have a medical card, you get stronger stuff. You do. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's all the same, you do, man. You can get more. I made edibles. No, I mean, unless it's changed. No, because we used to do, when I made edibles for the rec market, they were at 10 milligrams a piece. When I, and you would get 10 of them because it had to be 10 pieces, 10 milligrams, oh, okay. 100 milligrams. I, I, okay. I guess I, I'm thinking, okay. I guess I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I don't think in terms of edibles. Like, I just never buy it. Yeah. But I mean, well, you're right. I mean, flour, marijuana. Like flour, yeah, or uh, you know, concentrates or right. vape pop, yeah, yeah. You're right, okay. though. But yeah, just in terms of edibles, I believe, and in terms of edibles, I mean, you know, as far as everything with metric, the system that tracks everything tracks it from seed to sale, so it tracks that from the growth to whatever it gets put into. And that if that's a med dedicated plant, it needs to go to medical only. No, there might be some way to transfer shit, but yeah, I mean, I, I just remember in my days in the marijuana industry it was we had to separate, you know, which med and rec. But it was mostly like a speed rack would have you know tons of gummies on it, and it would have the metric tag and a certain color or whatever, and we would know this is med, you know. And then as well as certain shifts and dedicated areas, you know, you're a quality guy, you know. No, I, I remember that. I just meant when this person was talking about the uh, the potency of the products, I was thinking in terms of flour, not in terms of yeah. um, MIPS, marijuana-infused products. But um, I don't know how I got the... Uh, yeah, go over from you saying the word whore to me saying, uh, okay, that's how I'm getting over to this movie. Um, I think it was, uh, there was like a lot of people in this movie that just kind of made me, they're just kind of dirty. Yeah. It, was Trick Kibler in it? That's it? Tricks Kipler? Kibler? Who's that? He sounds like a fucking serial. He's the, um, <laughs> Uh, it's like a the it's like you know when the rabbit from Tricks and uh, one of the Keebler elves fucked. They made Tricks Keebler. Oh. Um, he is the CEO or something of uh, uh, Dixie Brands. But I don't know. Every time I see this guy on something, I think he's a douchebag. Um, no, there was, uh, so there was a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different people, but like, and they, they kept circulating through them and there was only like a, like the minority of people were the ones that 
you kind of wanted to hear from, and then everybody else was just like, fucking get off the fucking screen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't right. know. There's just this one guy that was just like, as far as an investor prick can go, as far as you can get uh-huh. like a stereotype, they got it. You know, it was like, get us a rich asshole that we can get to sit in the most picturesque area of Colorado and talk about um, interviewing. You know, he was like, so we interviewed uh, druggies or what I like to call barely functional human beings. And then we interviewed serious business people. And then, I mean, it's just like the way he was uh, talking. And then it said something about like, so I, I'm thinking that what they did was they probably did the CBD thing with the disabled kids first so that they could say we're helping children instead of jumping right to selling recreational marijuana and just getting kids high. <laughs> it was like he was such a cynical prick. And I actually probably agreed with him a little bit on some things, but I don't know when you just see somebody they're just and they just embody like I don't know he seemed like he could have been in the movie Wall Street um and then uh they had like the angriest cop it was great like he had the mustache and everything and he just it looked mm-hmm. like his face was going to explode he was getting angrier and angrier and I think he was just talking to the director or the documentarian, but he was like, he was explaining his, his opinion. And it was like, he was just getting more and more pissed. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, um, there was, uh, let's see. Oh, before I forget, that guy's name is Trip Kieber. Trip Kieber. (laughs) But he no longer is the CEO of Dixie. I don't even know if he's in the marijuana industry anymore. Um, The dudes in recovery were really hard to watch. I mean, just self-righteous pricks. Um, and, And making a big deal out of weed being legal and available um wait wait, wait. please uh elaborate um were they in like from drugs and alcohol or like they were trying to quit weed so that's the thing um i think i would have to rewatch it because you know when people like to sound cool they talk in like uh, coded slang. Um, so the, this one dude, great big fat guy covered in tattoos that I think he was trying to make himself like a more of a muscle guy than a fat guy, you know, like walking with the arms out. Um, <laughs> uh, he said something like, I, I don't know if he said five years off the sauce or five years off the rock. Well, I mean, I know what both of that is, but I think it might have been a different thing. And then he said, four years off the paper. And I was like, does that mean weed? No, dude, I think that means... uh, Coke? 
you know, he was a writer and he had a lot of writing problems. No, <laughs> no I think it means LSD. Okay, that's... he didn't seem cool enough to have ever taken LSD. Um, no, I don't know. What is, I don't know, dude. Maybe he just uh, lives off grid now. He doesn't need money. No, he uh, he really wanted to talk to a camera and talk. You know, he wanted to make it known that he was a guy that existed. So he needed attention. Oh, and no. then um, there was a really skinny dude that I think he said that he had been quote unquote sober for a year. So I have to get back and see if that means. Like he had a problem with a bunch of substances, or if he claims he had a pot problem, you know what I mean? Because he was complaining right. nonstop about uh, recreational weed, and uh, like he couldn't, he was just obsessed, like focused on it. And uh, you, you know, young guy, I think it was a religious thing. Um, he wouldn't straight up say it, but he seemed like he was probably a pastor one of those kind of things um they did have one guy that was an older not an older guy but older than those guys that was like i think worked at a recovery thing and he had an actual logical outlook on it where he just said he wasn't crazy about the proliferation of um like advertising of you know he was like we don't i guess we don't really you don't see as much well you kind of do see advertising nicotine again with the um with vape products the vape you know and and yeah. you know alcohol's always been around and then marijuana and he's just saying that you know it you kind of advertise a lifestyle to people that promotes the idea of like you need certain things in order to relax or have fun and i was like yeah i guess but you know, he wasn't really annoyingly, you know, anti. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they, uh, had a, they had like a oh. CBD farmer dude that brought up GW Pharma. So that was nice that that was, you know, brought up in a documentary and how they're trying to monopolize, monopolize the cbd cannabis market hmm. the epi- epi- epidiliox oh. i think is their product oh yeah epidiliox yeah. um off off the paper or off paper means like they've served time or finished parole or have no more violations uh, okay that was Thank you for the dictionary. I have to catch his first thing then. So, yeah, he seems like the kind of, he looked like the kind of guy that would want to say that to people. And that would explain the neck tattoos and like the head tattoo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always feel like a, a big stupid stoner when something's like, you know, they say off the paper, and my first thought's like, oh, LSD. <laughs> well, I just, I, I'm I, I've always uh, as you know not that big of a social person uh, and not into a lot of you know like I, I was thinking about this I have a lot of problems I think communicating with people because like small talk and shit where it's like 
I don't know. People will bring things up that I think other people easily understand how to reply to, and I just don't know what the fuck people are talking about. So, like anything right. having to do with sports or cars um, or anything like that, I, just, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have your interests, you know. Um, you could be on the spectrum. I never know really what that means. Like, Isn't everybody... <laughs> if know, right? sort of like oh in trouble how is contact. somebody not on the spectrum yeah. but i i make crazy eye contact you make too, make much, too eye much eye contact, contact yeah I'm trying to look through everybody <laughs> see into right. their souls not interested on what's on the outside i already know <laughs> so so wait so what was your overall synopsis of the, the film potluck um it's actually pretty uh it's dull but um it's educational i would say except for that complaint i the thing with the there's a few things that are uh, actually, I guess it's just the fucking badge thing, and um, there, there. I don't know. There might be one other thing that is off. But do you do you think it accurately pr- represented the cannabis industry? Um. Yeah. I. You know what it. I guess from working in the industry, I would say it might <laughs> it might leave, it might leave, I mean, it might it might, it might not look that good. I mean, it looked better at the the CBD farmer guy who was out. Okay, check it uh-huh. out. So. And you know how you can manipulate ma- manipulate um, any kind of film with music and stuff like that. So dude is out in the prairie somewhere and he's like, this land hasn't been touched since the buffalo and the Native Americans or whatever. And he's talking about the difference between marijuana and um, hemp and all that. And then you cut back to Denver and you're talking to the city zoning guy. And then you're switching between him and like this black activist talking about how they put all the dispensaries in these neighborhoods. And then the zoning guys like, well, we were kind of forced to put these in certain areas. And then there, you know, there's like these guys that are talking about, you know, the effect it's going to have on their kids with like, there's more dispensaries and there are liquor stores. And so it's like, you see that compared to the prairie where the sunlight is shining down on all these really nice plants. And then they're switching to um, a shot of a clinic with a little girl that has a form of epilepsy who's no longer having as many seizures because she's getting little bottles of the oil that's made from the hemp. So I would say Mm -hmm. it makes the CBD portion of the cannabis industry look good. The marijuana the recreational marijuana side, it doesn't make look good at all. I mean, 
Because even when the cop is talking, he's he's so goddamn angry that it's really a, a turnoff. Like, it's hard to pay attention to him. But I did understand some of the things he was saying because he was just like, we were, we were unprepared for, like, the, um, you know, closed loop, uh, you know, like the... The shit that when, when when there was like explosions and shit early on when people didn't know what they were doing with um oh with the the, oh, the clo- right. extraction Close. the butane hash extraction right. or ethanol or people all of any, any solvent pe- people were fucking around early on not really knowing what they were doing in like private residences and oh, shit yeah. and it doesn't really happen anymore but so I got why he was freaked out but at the same time. He was just too. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like literally, this is how long I've been in the industry. It was when I, I first off, I I was working in the marijuana industry before it went recreational. So I was working when yeah. I was only med. Um, and I actually thank my career to the recreational industry because that's how I was able to to move up. <laughs> Uh, cause it took off, you know, I mean, really, you know, all, all of a sudden, like, you know, you had enough business doing medical, then your, you know, sales on the recreational side were like triple what medical was. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were, they were still doing like when I very first started, they were doing outside blasting with glass tubes, marijuana with butane like like you would if you know a home extraction set <laughs> set up <laughs> so uh it wasn't until like you know well i mean after that then they they would still blast in tubes and shit but it would be inside blast proof chambers you know um then it was you know the progression to a closed loop system and uh real extraction equipment you know actually we had a co2 machine that i would uh just cut off and on. <laughs> I didn't do anything other than I would just like end the cycle and like purge yeah. it. Well, that was cool. So w- the stuff that you guys were making, was that made, I mean, at the, at the confectionery at the confection place, was it inside the stuff or was it just sprayed on? Oh no, it was That's infused. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, spray on is cheap. I actually applied for a job probably a year ago. And the comp well, I'm not gonna I don't wanna rat them out. But yeah, they were doing spray and I was like really disappointed. <laughs> Cause they also like I don't know, it was like too easy, but it's like, man, that's not like you're trying to label your product as being infused. When in fact it's not. You're just rolling it around in THC oil. Yeah, that's a uh, false advertising. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then so, there's, there's companies that do it. Right? It, it is kind of funny uh, because one of the other people that they cut to is this chick that has. She works for some sort of cannabis consulting company in Westminster I forget the name uh, and they, they cut back to her throughout to just ask questions about um, like how regulations and shit work and then at one point 
I don't know how it gets to this, but she she makes mention of like how much she likes the weed infused like anal suppositories. Hey, you want me to lick your ass? (laughs) And she says something about like, ah, the hell with it. My mom's heard me say everything. (laughs) I was like, I guess they just kept that in the movie. Fuck it. Uh, all right, so potluck out of uh, from a one to five, um, or I mean, what 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 would your grading system be? Would you like to be like Roger and Ebert? Um, you know, where thumbs up, two thumbs up, uh, one thumb yeah, up. Yeah. It'd be or nice like if we had five. an original grading system. Um, uh, but I I don't have the. Uh, wherewithal to think of one right now so i'll just say uh i i'd say i give it a i fuck it i, I give it a three a yeah three? that's watchable if you're if okay. if you're uh so if you're interested in an educational uh film that's fairly up to date regarding the Colorado marijuana and well, cannabis industry um, that also has different um, local uh, viewpoints, combat uh, competing viewpoints. It's worth a look, but um, it's not entertaining at all. I mean, I, I did have to take some breaks and I almost shut it off because it's like, it's, it's a documentary and it's not like, an entertaining one (laughs) as i was watching it i was also like how much did like i don't i'm curious how much different celebrities get paid to do different things and i was like i know who robin is i've known like she's been around forever fuck my tight little pussy uh but i was like how much does she get paid to lend her voice to a thing because she just kind of came in and came out like she was never on screen so it was really weird to all of a sudden have her come on, her voice. And I was like, oh, this might be, I didn't know, you know, I was like, I, I'll watch Robin interview. I thought she was going to be like in the movie. And then when it was just, just kind of boring, like everybody's kind of boring except for like the really angry cop. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, this is just, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> This is what it is. <laughs> oh, but well, I will say yeah. that uh, the first person that they uh, interview is a uh, bud tender at, uh, I don't know where she works, but uh, she's real easy on the eyes. I'll say that. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why they picked the beautiful bud tenders. I mean, it, I, I like my butt tenders knowledgeable, you know, uh, but if I get a knowledgeable, attractive woman, you know what, that's though? a big plus. I would love to just open up a place and just straight up call it House of Freaks and just hire people that are deformed. And like, like, like that um, would be the draw. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, and we, we'd be like, we, we're not apologizing for shit. We, I'd be like, that's what I'd have the staff say that. Because they'd be like, look, we want money, man. And yeah. we're selling pot. Come on in. 
Well, that's why our uh, our last job shut oh, down. Oh, right. That's the exact reason. <laughs> <laughs> and it would look like a cavern when you walked in. We all sorts of weird animatronic shit going on. So the product would cost more because that's you're paying for the experience. Right. They're going to have robotic bud tenders. Well, I was going to have like cyborg, but I mean, so you're still paying someone, but you pay them half because they're only half human. Oh, right. (laughs) And then eventually half the staff becomes androids so that the cyborgs don't become fully suspicious that they're going to get you know, they're going to lose their job soon, too, because they look human, the androids. It's a, right. it's a progression. It's like Westworld. Yeah. I watched <laughs> the first or second. I don't that know. I watched a few seasons of Westworld. Um, that was a frustrating show where uh, it, there was, like, a lot of teasing of nudity. You know? Like, we're going to get there, and then they wouldn't. I just finished the first season, though. I haven't gone to the Yeah, maybe I only watched the first one. I don't know. Too frustrated by the lack of TNA. I'm going to switch it up to uh, uh, today's history. but actually, I'm going to switch it up even more Whoa. to yesterday's history. Yeah. So yesterday in history, uh, well, other than 420, and to, sorry to hit on a, a somber note, but it was the anniversary of the Columbine High School shooting. Um, so I know that often gets overlooked. Um, but, you know, it's tragic. It's a tragic part of our nation's history and especially the state we live in and um you know so i hope people you know at some point at least acknowledge uh that sad fact um but yeah uh moving forward um today in history um on another somber note (laughs) uh prince uh this is the four-year anniversary of uh you know prince's death you know the the artist formerly known as Prince and Prince. Um, and you know Tony loves Prince because he's from Minnesota. I just love that um, he'd walk around with his ass out like that because when I did that, I got in trouble. You know, everybody cheered when he did it. Yeah, it's like it's it a, double a double standard. standard. He did it Super Bowl. I do it supermarket. I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to keep the you know right. super part, right? But uh, uh, you know, listen to some prints today. You know, get down, get a little funky. Um, in other news, sorry, I had news pulled up, and I have it pulled up. Oh, here's this is interesting news. Um, German German flying ace. Red oh, Baron is killed Snoopy in action finally got in 1918. 
Wait, no, Snoopy, I thought was um, Sno so Snoopy's the flying ace and he fights the Red Baron, I think. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. But I was I'm reading about, you know, the Red Baron and uh let's see. He was killed actually by allied fire, so he was it was friendly fire that killed him. Uh but you know, yeah, it's weird that he was German, but I guess he decided to to fight with uh, you know the allies. It sounds powers. like the kind of thing so, that we'd have to look up and learn. But I mean, uh, you know, every time I put something in my brain, it pushes something out. Right. <laughs> I just watched the whole yeah. thing about weed, and That's, I mean, all that information's in there. I don't know if I have room for Red Baron. Yeah, and I'm not a big I fan don't know of that. The pizza. I am either. I I liked the commercials when I was a kid. Um, they, it was weird. It was like they were like lady porn because they liked the Red Baron. I know that much. Because I remember, I think it was oh. like the first, when I was a kid, I was like, whoa, women get all like hot and bothered for pizza. Don't you remember too, like, uh, like in those, that time period, uh, pilots were like revered, you know? Because you had Amelia Earhart. And in that, had, when did she, when, Red, when the, oh, in that time, okay, when the Red Baron, okay, I thought we were talking about like when the pizza came out. Yeah, well, this is how pirates, <laughs> they were glamorized, you know, like we don't, I couldn't name a famous Sully. pilot right now. Or Scully, whatever Sully. that guy's name is. Oh, yeah, from Oscar's um, um. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, uh, no, Harrison now we're talking Ford. about planes. Harrison Did you see Ford the, the jet a helicopter? There's a famous pilot. He's a, Superman. Sure. <laughs> he pilots himself. God damn it, dude. I just named Ford. Yeah. Um, we had the Thunderbirds fly by over on what? Saturday? Or was Sunday? Rock you like a hurricane. Yeah, but they play when the Thunderbirds fly, don't they? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I must, yeah, I mean, I would hope so. What else? What are we fighting for then? I would hope. You know what I'd like to see is a Thunderbird fight a scorpion. I don't know what a Thunderbird is, but it sounds terrifying. You remember the the old puppet show? It was called Thunderbirds. No, they're like human-looking dummies, and uh, yeah, they would fly. It's like like Team America esque, like pre like years before team it's like the inspiration for team america the thunder wow i have to look that up that sounds terrifying i just think of like a phoenix terrifying. bird like some sort of like resurrected horrible hawk 
hawk. A hawk. <laughs> um, so, okay. There's a lot of uh, good news or history, historic news. <laughs> um, so, in this, on today, April 21st, in 1980, Rosie Ruiz, she was 26 year old. She finished first in the women's division of the Boston Marathon. Um, she was awarded a medal, a wreath, a bowl, da 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 da, put on a pedestal, celebrating. Uh, however, eight days later, uh, she stripped of her victory after race officials learned that she jumped into the race about a mile before the finish. So she cheated. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. I wasn't born yet. But I, I find that interesting when, you know, people are caught It's cheating. weird. Uh, future me traveled back then and found out about that and then told past me. And then, uh, I don't really, it's going to be in the movie. But I knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. As I was, I was picking up dog shit uh, in my backyard yesterday and I was thinking of... Uh, plot involving you know a past and future self you know fucking over present self and like oh fuck who would you rather deal with obviously you know it's you know for me it's different than you we have there's i'm eight i got eight year difference so past me is like if i were to say you know do i want to deal with the guy that's 20 years younger than me or 20 years older like, is six-year-old me going to be crafty or just burnt out? You know what I mean? I doubt he's going to be fucking stronger and faster. 20-year younger me, I don't know if he was, you know what I mean? It's like, who do you really want to, who do you want to deal with if you had to, you know? Um, anyway, sorry. What were, what were we talking yeah. about? Well, I, well, I've thought of this a few times as well because I'm like, you know, when you're younger, you kind of have expectations for yourself and you're like, oh, I would never live like that. I would never do this. Oh, I'm going to, when I'm, when I'm 30 years old, I'm going to drive a Corvette, you know, or like a Mercedes or something. I'm going to have a nice car. And, uh, you know, life hits you as you get older and you realize where your priorities are at. And, you know, when you're younger and you, think that you would prioritize certain things or spend your money a certain way. Uh, but then as you get older, you, you know, you, you live and learn. So like, is it like, yeah, like would my 20 year old self be proud of my 30 year old self? And I would, I would think so. Uh, but it's also like, you don't know, you know, more as you get older, you get wiser. So is it even worth going? Like, People want to change their fate, but it's like you can change your fate at any time, really. So, or make steps in order. No, it's getting really deep, man. You took it philosophically. I was literally thinking in terms of like a Keanu Reeves, like sci-fi plot, like fist fighting yourself. Who would you rather deal with? Or like, you know, if you had to outcraft yourself, like not, you know, I, you know, are you proud of yourself? Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm would, trying uh, to think if like shit I'd probably rather deal with younger me because he's dumber I think dealing with older me I think older me is going to be he's going to you know 
I don't want to deal with older me. Who knows what that guy's capable of? This movie sounds like a uh, a mashup of like Terminator and uh, I Heart. I don't Huckabees. think I got through I Heart Huckabees. I was just so annoyed. I was like, I know I should like this, but I I'm like, Ugh. it was exhausting. It is. It is a bit. Yeah. How am I not myself? Yeah, it was like dealing with me. It was like dealing with <laughs> myself. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, in 1895, the first movie projector was demonstrated in, in the yeah. United States. It was the Pan Pano Opticon. Whoa. Pano Opticon. That sounds super advanced for 1895. You know, I worked at a movie theater and, uh, I did a lot of ushering, but I was also a projectionist and I was a real projectionist because I was one of the last people to learn how to like you know, run the film through. Now it's all ED, you know, so we had the big reels and you fucking, you know, run the film and everything had to have like, you know, flip, be flipped over and da 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 and expected. Did you... Did yeah. you ever insert so like cool. a big cock in like family friendly? Oh, I didn't it, learn it, the splicing. That would have been cool to learn splicing, but now it's a, it's a dead art, you know. Because I would have totally done. You're that. essentially Tyler Durden. <laughs> That's a <laughs> it's, it's weird. When I met you, you you just I was like, hey, my name's Tony, and then you said. Hey, did you know that if you mix equal parts gasoline and equal parts, uh, what was it? Um, it was something else, but it was like a gasoline. I don't know. You were telling me how to make a chemical weapon, napalm, and I was just like, "Is that true?" And you said, "That's true." And I was like, "All right, that's cool." And then we just, yeah. Wait, the first time I met you. The first day you I think started we were working on an airplane, actually. Wait, am I thinking of Fight Club? Uh, Did we meet? Uh, sorry, oh, yeah. I confused. <laughs> well, you had me because I was like, I mean, I do say that. Is what? that in Fight Club? Huh. Where he talks about the napalm? Yeah, napalm. That's what it is. Equal parts orange juice and. Um. <laughs> what is it? It's not true. Whatever he says, I tried. Styrofoam. I mean, yeah, butchering it, man. But you actually reminded me when I first started working with you. Your first day, um, I had gotten really sick out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you remember that? And, like I felt really bad. I was supposed to like give you a rundown. Yeah, I of thought everything. I thought you were like alcoholic, like, and I was like, oh god damn it, because I was like, I had to deal with this fucking guy. And then uh, I don't know what it was, like a stomach bug, and I like I was so sick, I had to like I threw up in the yeah, middle of the production. Well, I threw up in a trash can, but the trash can was in the middle of the production facility, definitely not CGMP. <laughs> but I had no choice. It just hit me. And and I, I was had, like, oh my god. I had gosh, to work with Yosemite Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, yes, man. Well, we should real I quick can. mention uh, uh, some news from the other day, from a couple of days ago. It was Bicycle Day on the 19th. That was the day that uh, Albert Hoffman didn't invent LSD, but when he basically uh, purposely ingested it and then realized its potential, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Had a yeah. fucking kick-ass time. Um, I don't know. That's kind of kind of it. Um, tomorrow's Earth Day, so go out and have sex with a tree. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I guess don't <laughs> don't litter tomorrow for one day a year, and then it fixes everything. You're right. Don't litter. No, don't litter ever. Every day is Earth Day. It's like every I day is 420. before for littering, and then I felt bad about it later on. Because I've been like, eh, this is a dick thing to do. Fucking yelling at some kid for littering. I do you yell, yell at, at kids children. a lot, Tony. It's weird because I yell at them when they're doing good things, too. Fuck those kids. Like they're being nice to animals, <laughs> and I scream at them about doing something completely unrelated. Like, you know, you turn off the fucking lights and buildings when you're not there. <laughs> they run up. <laughs> yeah. You're letting all the heat out. <laughs> what were you born in the barn? <laughs> yeah. Shit your parents uh, were said. Well, everybody, please uh, check out the website, uh, dabscoffee.com. Please tell others to check out the podcast. Um, check out the Facebook page. Um, oh, yeah, check it all check out. It all I out. think the general... Stay-at-home order is supposed to end on the 26th. Um, I think we're supposed to still do, like, the, the fucking social distancing in general. Um, but I don't know. If we're able to get together now and then, um, I think it'd be fun to do this in person. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe we can, maybe we can reinvent Jackass and then make millions of dollars uh, just, you know, doing something that's already been done before, because that's how life works. Yeah, or we could just pay others to do that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Just film it. Well, even if we, <laughs> we can't, can we'll just out. have somebody else do it, and but then until we'll next take time. money. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> But uh, until next time, everybody, uh, stay safe. Uh, yeah, there's some things I would like to brush up on about the, um, you know, I guess the social distancing shutdown, whatever, is starting to Well, end. no, I didn't actually. Um, I wasn't yeah, we'll even reading to it. Um, oh. I was just looking at my sheet, and I was like, I, don't, I didn't mean to get us off. Uh, did you have something you wanted to mention? Well, I so I heard in, in Georgia they're actually trying to 
to free it up this Friday. So they're a little before the 26th. But, uh, you know, I honestly, I mean, did you see all the protests well, too? I don't know. It's like you see what the media shows you. So I look at different sources and I saw that there was some gatherings in different places. And like, I don't know. I, I don't know what is the right course of action. So, you know, it's like, I don't even know what happens on the 26th. I don't think restaurants can open. Like, I don't know if my gym opens. I don't know what that means. Stay at home order. Yeah. I, I think it's like a soft phase in, but I mean, I, I honestly, my, my recommendation, and I'm just a dude. Um, <laughs> is to, you know, approach everything with caution. Don't just go out there and just be out there like it was, you know, pre-COVID. Uh, I, I'm honestly, I'm planning on just living how I've been living. Um, maybe I'll get a job, which will help. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on doing quarantining myself until uh, like March 16th. I'm sorry, May. <laughs> March 16th. You're fucking uh, I went backwards in time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I've been in this hole for so long. Um, <laughs> May 18th is what I'm thinking. Like, okay, maybe I'll go out. We'll just see how it goes. Because I have a feeling there's going to be I another, kind of you know, a relapse. I think that might happen too. Days. Like, the, you know, people are overzealous and... You know, you can only governments can only cave, I think. So, you know, if everything starts up again, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out if there's like all of a sudden mass hospitalizations. Otherwise, I guess I, I don't know if what happens. Uh, but no, I mean, I I went to the store, wore a mask. Um, there's just shit that I, I've been not doing unnecessarily, and I'm just going to continue. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I'm in a similar boat uh, of, of opinion to you. Like, as, 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 uh, yeah. I guess as or- orders um, cease, I would still caution, um, because, like, I, I have never taken any of this shit as, like, you know, unnes- unjustified martial law bullshit. I've always taken it as there's some shit going on and I don't want to be responsible for fucking hurting people. Because, like, how the fuck do I know if I'm not walking around infected? I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, I could be fully functional. I don't fucking know. So... Yeah, nobody. I, I feel like a fucking asshole sometimes walking around yeah. with a stupid mask on when, like, when I'm just going out on a walk because that's what I do now. Because I don't, I can't go to the gym, so I go on a walk. You know, like the old man walk, and I feel dumb when no one else is wearing one and I'm the only one. But then in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I would I, like I'll wear my mask like I'll bring it with me and I'll only put it on if like the person I'm going next like closest to me is wearing one and if not 
and I, I make sure to stay six feet apart or like as far apart as possible. Well, and I try to get by people as I, fast as I can. I, I noticed that the grocery store, I'd say like 90% of everybody there was wearing one. But like on a, when I go not. on a walk and like there's people going on walks, I'd say I'm in the minority. I mean, I see other people wearing them, but I don't know. Like I walked my dogs this morning and I just knew that nobody was yeah. going to be out. So I, I didn't wear one. But um, I guess when I go into what I consider public, Uh, I always wear one. And I'm really selective about the times that I try to go out in public, you know. I'm not going to go at 5 o'clock when everybody's – people that are working are just, you know, getting off of work and have to do the grocery store run thing, you know. So – and, like – if I go, it's only I've only had to go to the store twice since. Well, last you have month. a personal assistant now that you you're know, a big so. fucking actor. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I know. I don't. I don't eat yellow M and M's. Do you even M&Ms. use toilet paper anymore? Or do you have like uh, a really fancy bidet that just takes care of it? <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew uh, his name's Bob. <laughs> no, I, but I did think about it buying it. It should him be today. standard in this country. We're fucking savages. I used to get uh like a du- dubay confused with bidet. There's a du okay, bidet, duvet, and dubai. Dubay. Whoa. Yeah. And Doobie. Yeah, you don't want to be the Bidet brothers. Unless that's no, a business, that not I guess. A I don't day. like that the Brits have bad teeth, but cleaner assholes. It's a crazy yeah, world weird. we live in. Hmm. Right? All right. I guess maybe we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a good point. Uh, but, uh, everybody, happy everything. Have and uh, until next time.